Hey, it's Sean Russell, founder of SoFlow Vegans and host of this here podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's episode, we have an interview with Kaye Alexander, who appeared recently on an episode of American Ninja Warrior. He is a South Florida vegan, a SoFlow vegan, and we're proud to have him on the show so he can share his experience. We have vegan headlines from around the world. This episode is like last week, a lot of big news, big things that are happening. The The shift is, is happening and we're going to see some amazing things in the years to come. So, and just to give you a little taste, there's a new world top vegan food producer and um, I'll let you think about who, which country that is. And we have some more news bites, and then we have news about SoFlow Vegan, some new developments with our discount card program. Uh, we recently launched our Unite program at a new location, and um, we're going to be bringing back the Speaks program. So we'll be giving you dates at the end of the program so you can uh, check that out. So with that being said, let's jump right in. To our interview. I'm Kai Alexander from Street Beast TV on YouTube, and you're tuned in to SoFlow Vegans. All right, right now we're here with Kai Alexander. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. <laughs> so I, I saw you, uh, we met at the Veg Fest in 2017. And I saw your videos for American Ninja Warriors on my Instagram feed. And I was like, this is an interesting dude. I uh, definitely want to get him onto the show. So um, let's jump right into that. Like, what is that experience like? You know, like how did you initially get started with, with the program? Uh, the, the ninja stuff, you're asking? Oh, yeah, the ninja stuff. Um, I saw it as a kid. Uh, the Japanese version originally it was called Sasuke. Um, and then growing up, I think they brought it to America as American Ninja Warrior. And at the time I was, um, I was about 20 and you had to be 21 to compete. So I actually decided um, maybe I should, you know, try it out, see if I like it. And I just immediately fell in love with the sport. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's like a, you're not even working out when you train you're li literally like a, a kid in a playground just jumping and monkeying around so it was it was a no-brainer for me to start training seriously for it and for those of you listening that aren't familiar with it um, could you explain to the listeners what is american ninja warrior you sort of did it um a moment ago but um, conceptually yeah. like how would you describe it uh, I would describe it just an obstacle course. Um, it's like it's like a playground on steroids. Like it's literally um, an obstacle course that'll test mostly upper body strength um, and upper body strength as in hanging, not lifting. So you're almost if you think about like monkey bars, a lot of a lot of uh, hand grip um, type obstacles. There's also some agility and balance obstacles that you have to run across, and it just basically tests your your overall uh, athletic ability as a as an athlete and it's uh, it's really intense so you've actually appeared on a few seasons of the show what was that process like explain it for someone who might be interested in trying out what did you what did you get to go through so um the the tv show is more of a, a reality show 
uh, but it is an athletic competition. So they will pick you out of a video submission. So your video is no more than three minutes long and you have to you know, explain to them your story and uh, what you can do, what's your athletic background, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I believe if you go on the American Ninja Warrior website or on NBC, they'll uh, show you how to do the application process. You can sign up so you can get an email notification if you want to submit. Um, but yeah, basically make a three minute video and submit it. And then you'll have to wait for the, us ninjas call it the infamous call. <laughs> so uh, there's a period of time where they'll do callbacks for the show. And then you have to wait for the um, infamous 818 area code, which is in California. You get that 818 call and then that's when they'll tell you that you're on the show. And if you don't get the call, then unfortunately you can wait for next until next year, or you can try to walk on and do the walk online and kind of camp out for two or three weeks out before the show starts. So yeah, that's how you get on. So at the time of this recording, you are the most recent episode is aired. So tell us how, how did it go on this season for you? This was actually my best season yet. Um, past two seasons, I didn't get past the first round. I made silly mistakes, unfortunately, but this season, um, the first round of Miami qualifiers, I ended up finishing the qualifying course. I hit a buzzer, um, and I ended up getting the third fastest time of the night out of, a, out of, I believe like a hundred athletes in Miami. So that was cool. That was a great episode. Um, I, I don't know if you saw uh, my video, but, um, uh, if you did at the end of the, of the course, I pulled out a broccoli florette. And uh, I bit a huge chunk out of it to kind of promote veganism. So that was cool. Um, second round, they just aired on Monday. And I didn't, uh, I did okay. <laughs> but I fell on uh, something unexpectedly. And I ended up getting 16th place. And unfortunately, they only take the top 15 into the national finals in Vegas, the infamous Mount Midoriyama. But still, it was my best year so far. So I think I still have, uh, you know, more seasons to come. So for going into next year, because I'm sure you're going to continue this process, what do you plan to add um, in order to make it to uh, Mount Moriyama? Um, honestly, um probably more experiences in competition. I think um, I need to uh, just be a better athlete uh, competitor um, in the mental aspect of it. I think physically I got, I, I have what it takes to get there. I think everything is just mental and planning and how I, um, how I handle myself in, in pressure situations. So there are leagues outside of the show that I also compete in. And so I'm definitely going to compete as, in as many of these, um, you know, local and um, outside competitions as I can. And hopefully by next year, I'll, um, I'll be more mentally prepared to, to, uh, to get Mount Midoriyama. So, I mean, I thank you for sharing your experience with us. It's, it's fascinating to finally actually speak to someone who's gone through this experience, much less um, someone in the part of our vegan community. So speaking more towards the vegan side of things, what, how long have you been vegan and what made you want to become vegan? 
I've been vegan for about three years now, um, pretty much exactly three years. And what made me go vegan was I had, um, I was dating uh, this girl at the time and she was kind of, uh, you know, an animal lover. She wanted, she was curious about being vegan and I didn't really get it. I wasn't, she didn't, you know, push her views on me or anything like that, but uh, she got me curious and I started doing my own research, looking up some videos about factory farmings. I didn't understand. Like, I was like, why is dairy and eggs cruel? I don't understand, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I found out for myself and I, uh, she was struggling staying vegan because of cheese at the time. And I had actually cut out cheese from my diet at the time. So I told her um, that we should try going vegan. Like, I'll, I'll try it with you. And I actually told her at the time that if I have any weaknesses, like if I feel weak during training, I don't have energy, if I get deficient or something, then I'm going back to meat um, at the time. But, you know, obviously I learned that we get everything we need from plants. Uh, we can be healthy and strong. So that never happened. But, yeah, that's how I initially um uh, found veganism so what is what is the thing probably the number one thing that keeps coming up from people in your circle that may not be vegan or understand it what's the what are some of the big things that you always get to address especially being some an athletic individual um, that is vegan what are those things that keep coming up um always where do I get my protein that's always the, the biggest one but yeah I think just deficiencies in general uh, they'll, they'll always say like oh you must have to supplement so much to make sure you're getting all your vitamins and minerals and nutrients whatever um, they all they always must say they always think I only eat salads and like very boring and plain foods they think my diet is expensive or they think I have to plan everything very you know specific uh to get um get all my nutrients and all that kind of stuff but yeah definitely a lot of you know misconceptions of, of that nature and what are some of your go-to go-to's in south florida when it comes to you know vegan food um outings things of that nature what are some like somebody visiting imagine someone listening to this podcast and they're not from south florida what would you recommend for them Definitely vegan fine foods. Um, I think that place is amazing. <laughs> it's a grocery store that is completely vegan and also has its own little cafe. Um, I wish I can go there more often. Um, another one I like is Green Bar Kitchen. I think their food is phenomenal. And I think one of my favorites is uh, Della's Test Kitchen in Wynwood. I think those are my three favorites that I like to go to. Uh, but to be honest, um, I don't go out myself a lot um i like to stick to you know the foods that i make myself uh for the most part i'm very i guess uh ocd about it <laughs> i don't I, I like to stay away from you know the oils salt and sugar that you get from the restaurants so i, I tend to just uh stay in uh, when I, eat. I i tend to just you know eat my own meals but yeah when i go out definitely those three places i think are my absolute favorite so far and what's your favorite meal to cook at home? Um, I think I have smoothie bowls almost like every day, if not like six times a week. <laughs> smoothie bowls? Explain what that is. Um, 
So it's uh, it's like a smoothie, if you know that. It's just, you know, blending fruits, vegetables, um, and making, a, you know, that kind of concoction. But I like to make it more thick, almost like an ice cream-like consistency. So, like, today I probably had, a, like, my tropical one where I have mango, pineapple, spinach, agave, blend it up with some coconut water and make it, you know, that ice cream-like consistency. And then I'll top it off with a bunch of nuts and seeds and uh, maybe some more fruit. And yeah, I absolutely love smoothie bowls. Okay, okay, I'm gonna have to try that one out. I do a, I do a banana smoothie with mm. some frozen fruits and I use uh, clean machine protein powder. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of good stuff. And the recommendations you made are awesome too. We, um, so full vegans, we do a lot of work with um, vegan fine foods. We're actually going to be hosting an event on the 25th of August, actually the 21st of August there. Um, we're doing our Unite events there. And um, we have a discount card program that we actually have Green Bar and Kitchen and Vegan Fine Foods, our partners on. So um, definitely check. I, I also endorse your recommendations. And of course, Delibowls are amazing. Um, <laughs> so... Any final tips or anything that you want to let people know about? You know, definitely the floor is yours. I would uh, want our audience to be able to follow you and and really take in your words of wisdom. I mean, I'm guessing uh, most of your viewers are vegan. So, you know, I would say for the vegans, um, uh, to help promote the message of veganism is I would say, you know, look healthy, you know, stay healthy. I think it's um, important to show um, non-vegans, not yet vegans, that, that, you know, veganism is healthy. And if, uh, you know, you're out there and you're, you're vegan, but, you know, you're overweight or you don't look good, it kind of promotes um, veganism is, you know, can be unhealthy. So I think um, uh, promoting veganism is, uh, that could be a healthy diet, I think is very important. You know, the mock meats, the mock cheeses is great. And uh, I think um, having them in the diet once in a while is not a big deal, but, you know, sticking more to whole foods, um, more nutritious meals and, you know, glowing with health is going to help the, the vegan message uh, much better than if uh, you look, you know, not so healthy. So. And where can everybody find you to follow your videos and to you know, walk along with you on your journey? So I, uh, I do YouTube now. Um, I have vlogs and what I eat in a day and all that kind of stuff and training. If you're interested on my YouTube, uh, at Street Beast TV on YouTube. I do Instagram and Facebook as well pretty much every day. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, just Street Beast. But the E in Beast is uh, the number three. And then on Facebook, just search my name, Kai Alexander, C-A-L-L-E. Um, and yeah, those are all my platforms. And we are in our news section. Like I said, we have a lot of news to cover. All exciting things if you are interested in the vegan world. So let's get right to it. Doctors are teaching vegan nutrition at 11 medical schools in India. So the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, also known as PCRM, are currently on a mission to visit 11 medical schools in India. And this is part of their Physicians Committee Kickstart India initiative. 
They're teaching prospective doctors about the preventative and curative properties of a plant-based diet in combating obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. Now, why this is promising to me is that, um, you know, what I've heard from different individuals in the medical field and through documentaries that nutrition, a plant-based nutrition, isn't um, taught widely in uh, medical schools. This could be different from when I've heard it. They could have changed that. But knowing that they're able to implement this into the, to different medical schools, even if it's in India, it could show promise for other medical schools across the world doing this as well. And in a sign of this, in 2016, PCRM actually opened a groundbreaking all-vegan medical facility, um, the Bernard Medical Center in Washington, D.C., for the purpose of promoting a plant-based diet for the treatment and prevention of common illnesses. Now, another reason this is an, uh, an amazing treat is that diagnosed cases um, of obesity, heart disease, and diabetes are projected to reach 145 million people in India by 2045. So this preventative measure is a sign that things are moving in a promising direction. Our next bit of news, two-thirds of Americans, wait for it, would eat clean meat. Yes, I know in your head you're having you're having you might be having a judgmental conversation about that but you know from reading the information this is also promising and you know one of those things that when it happens that's when i will make my judgment as to you know the possibilities for myself whether or not i would consider i'm consuming you know i i'm I'll, I'll wait and see. I'll wait till the verdict's out. But um, two in three adults in the United States are interested in trying clean meat, according to a new report compiled by research firm Faunalytics. Faunalytics, folks. They surveyed a representative group of 1,185 adults and found that 46% would regularly try it, would regularly consume these clean meats, and 40% were willing to actually pay more. You know, when primed with the prompts that clean meats are real meat, free of antibiotics and hormones, and make and are made without the need to raise and slaughter farm animals, 64% agreed it was a positive innovation, and 73% believed it to be more environmental friendly, or environmentally friendly rather. Companies around the world are working to debut their first clean meat products as early as this year. This includes Europe's Masa Meat, California's Just and Memphis Meats, and Israel's Super Meat and Future Meat Technologies. Now, I, I, I'm going on to the next story now, and I hyped this at the beginning of the podcast. There is a new world's top vegan food producer. Drum roll, please. Germany. Germany narrowly beat out the United Kingdom by 1%, while the United States came in third at 12%. Um, so market research firm Intel named Germany the top vegan food producer for this year. Now it's measured the number of vegan products, including both food and beverage categories, launched between July 2017 and July 2018. And June 2018. So that's, you know, awesome. I've actually heard things about Germany being a, a, um, 
a major vegan um, capital. So hearing this is is good validation that you know people know what they're talking about. <laughs> vegan food sales surpasses three point three billion in two months. I, I, it warms my heart hearing these new, hearing this news. Plant based food sales grew by twenty percent last year, ten times faster than all other food categories. Plant-based meats increased by 24%, cheese 43%, and yogurt 55%. Plant-based food sales being up 20% since last year in June are compared to only a 2% increase in sales across other retail categories such as refrigerated, deli, grocery, dairy, meat, and produce. Now we're going to move into our... News Bites section. Yes, that's my custom sound effect for this section. <laughs> Domino's is adding cheesy vegan pizza to its 109 New Zealand locations. Now, there are going to be a lot of news in the next couple of weeks regarding, you know, uh, international locations. So the reason that this is important is that these are test markets for the global distribution of these products. So if they're successful in these different places, we can expect to see them in our backyard in the future. So when you hear such and such has debuted in Cambodia, you know, still get excited because it's only going to be a matter of time before we see that in our local areas. Whoop, whoop. So KFC, as, as I give you that disclaimer, KFC debuts vegan chicken in Vietnam. Subway Australia gets its first vegan sandwich, and this joins the Vegan Delight, Black Bean, and Malibu Garden vegan sandwiches that are currently available in select locations like in Finland and in a thousand locations across the United States. So if you, uh, if you do eat Subway, you know, there's, a good op- there's an opportunity that they'll have some vegan options for you. I know for myself, I don't generally go to Subway, but sometimes it's the only place that I know I can get something. And um, knowing that they will eventually have more additional vegan options, it's not a bad thing. You know? Okay, so next, star, startup Terra, Terramino Foods secures 4.25 million to debut vegan salmon burgers. So um, that's cool. It's just going all going along again with the clean meats. So you see a lot of development and research into that. And then our final bit of news: PayPal founder Peter Thiel invests four hundred fifty thousand in California company Wild Earth to help develop slaughter free slaughter free cat and dog food, bringing its total funding to five million. So if you have a pet out there, and I've seen this question put out a couple of times, you know, should I make my pets go on a vegan diet? You know, there's development in making it easier for you to make that choice. So we'll stay on top of this news as well as other news. And of course, all of our news, we are currently sourcing from Veg News. So make sure you check them out. We'll have links to all of the full articles in our news in our show notes, <laughs> that's what they're called, on our website at soflovegans.com slash podcast. 
Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. I, I had to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, so we have SoFlo Vegans news. Yay. All the cool things that are happening behind the scenes at SoFlo Vegans. Now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or just hearing about SoFlo Vegans in general, wherever you are around the world, our goal is to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. And we have a lot of pro- programs, projects, things like this podcast. We do videos. We host events. Anything that we can do to spread the word, we are 100% dedicated and focused on doing just that. So one of the things that we have is a discount card program. So we reach out to local vendors and we get them to uh, offer a discount to our card holders. And then in return, we sell the cards and that's how we raise money to continue our operations. So we look to make sure that everyone's getting value. So we recently launched a pre-orders for our 2019 cards that will be available in September. So if you pre-order a card, not only will you get the card when we when they're ready in September, but we'll also mail you a 2018 card that'll be good until the end this year. So we're selling those for 30 bucks. So if you really look at the value, you'll be getting $5 off um, the 2018 cards and be securing your 2019 cards, which um, we're excited to release. And, um, and as far as the value to card holders, we have some vendors that are offering 20% off your order or your purchase every day of the week. And if you use that card once or twice, you're looking at you're paying for the card already in a couple of days. And if you get the 2019 card, you're going to have it until the end of next December, which is an amazing, mind-blowing value. And every single person, every single time that we get a new partner, the value increases on that card. So just to give you some examples, Vegan Fine Foods offering 10% off um, select days in the week. Green Bar and Kitchen, 5% off. Full Blooms offering 15% off. Um, the New Vegan is offering 10% off. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. Matter Life Foods, um, Holy Vegan Kitchen. There's so many businesses that are jumping aboard and supporting this movement that we are working towards and we are grateful for that. And if you're a business out there that would like to be a part of the discount card program, reach out to me. Um, go or go to better yet, go to the website. All the information is there. That's soflovegans.com slash card. And that's also where you can purchase the card. And I'll have more information on how you can get signed up. So next we have uh, SoFlo Vegans Unite event. This is a monthly event that we've been hosting since uh, last year in May. And the idea behind this is to bring speakers and um, environmentalists, animal rights activists, health experts, bring them together and create a panel where they can talk about these topics and have an audience that can ask questions and learn new information. And not only that, but also try new foods. We invite food sponsors to hand out samples. So the cool thing about us moving the event to Vegan Fine Foods which is going to happen on August 21st, is that you actually are in a vegan market. You can purchase food. You can, you know, go to their hot bar and, and get a warm, a warm meal um, and try things that you might not have tried before and get the samples from our invited food sponsors. So this is going to be a great start for 
um, what's to come for SoFlo Vegans Unite, and we look forward to seeing you at the event. And the best part is, it is free to event, uh, free to attend. So it's going to be August twenty first from six thirty to nine thirty, and we look forward to what well, six thirty to nine, and we look forward to seeing you there. And then we have SoFlo Vegans. This is going to be the second SoFlo Vegan Speak event. It's going to be held at Nutrition Smart in Pembroke Pines. We're excited to partner up with, um, with them and put on this event. You can go to the link or just go to SoFloVegans.com slash speak and see video from the past event. It's from 6.30 to 8.30. There will be cooking demonstrations and a lot of other cool things. So you can just... Keep following us on Facebook, all of our different social media channels to get more information. As we get confirmed speakers, we'll be announcing them on our newsletter, all that great stuff. Guess what? We have a link for that as well. So if you want to follow us on our different social media channels to stay stay connected to see what's happening, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You can do that. And the website is so easy. It's soflowvegans.com slash connected I'm typing yeah connected I'm typing it in just to make sure <laughs> oh man this is fun so what can you expect to hear in future episodes of the SoFlo Vegans podcast well I'm reaching out to different people that I find interesting that have a really cool story to tell and inviting them on the podcast so we're doing the interviews recording them bidding them and then we're going to try to do you know focus on one person each episode and then you know, come up with other features as we move forward. So let us know. I mean, if you like the news, don't like the news, I would love to hear your constructive feedback. Let us know what you're thinking, um, what you think of the episodes, the interviews, um, all of that. If you have suggestions for other people to be interviewed, you know, connect them with us. We, we want to tell the story of what's happening in South Florida as well as do some really cool things with some people who visit Florida or have a, a good presence that will bring attention to our area. So, you know, with that being said, you know, thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.